Welcome to the Capes and Tights podcast. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. We're back for another episode with comic creators, Chrissy Williams and Lauren Knight to talk about their comic book over at Image Comics, Golden Rage, where Battle Royale meets the Golden Girls. Check out this episode, but before you do, go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and make sure you follow us. All the links are available on capesandtights.com, as well as Spotify, Apple, and all your major podcasting platforms for these episodes here. So this is writer Chrissy Williams and artist Lauren Knight talking Golden Rage here on the Capes and Tights podcast on capesandtights.com. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. How are you? Yes, good. Thank you. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you very much. Very good. Very cold, <laughs> but very good. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because uh, uh, you know, we tech we emailed back and forth about setting this up and the time just difference and things like that. I realized that the number of people I've talked to on the podcast that are from the East Coast are way higher from from other time zones. So uh, setting up a podcast. Uh, interview recording uh and, and you know across the seas like this mm. was, a, was a first I've, I've talked to someone in alaska and i'm in maine so that was a difference and now having someone you guys over the seas is, is pretty crazy to have this uh this time difference so at least we got here and got on here <laughs> yeah 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 no it's great um uh, so we want to talk some golden rage but i really kind of wanted to get into comic books in general just a first thing you know, either one of you can start. It doesn't really matter to me, but like, how did the world of comics, how did you get into the world of comics reading wise first? Like, how did you get into uh, taking in comic books? Um, Lauren, do you want to? No. <laughs> I don't want to start. <laughs> Ever. Um, okay, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, I started very much as a kid reading um Topolino, which is uh, the Italian version of the Disney comic book thing, yeah, because um, my mum's Italian and I was brought up in England and they wanted me to get better at Italian and they thought that I think basically that was the sort of routine like here comics more Italian language thing um, and I definitely read a lot of like asterisk, asterisk, did I just say asterisk? Asterix and Tintin and all of those mm -hmm. kinds of when I was growing up. And then I had a big kind of gap where I suddenly got into boys. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and then kind of came back to comics as an adult where suddenly, you know, my memory of it being all uh Snoopy or um you know dogs with quiffs or whatever was not was not the case and it's been such an immense joy as an adult to realize what what stories comics are being told in comics now um but yeah yeah so uh that was that gap and then I'm now an adult yeah okay um for me I did I often I didn't really get into comics at all until I was I would say early 20s but that's, I don't have a comic shop where I live and um, so I never really had any access to them um I did have like the Beano and stuff like that growing up um but I never sought them out uh so when I did get into comics I started with American Vampire so <laughs> that's where I started 
Um, and ever since then, it's just been picking up things based on whatever takes my fancy, um, favorite artists and stuff like that. So, yeah. It's funny. I just love asking that question because everybody you talk to has like a different quote unquote origin story in the world mm-hmm. of comic books. And, and there are many people who have stories just like both of you, which is, I feel like a lot of people have that gap. It, 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 I don't know if it's the, uh, uh, you know, heading into puberty and, and the changing and all that stuff where you change your, your, um, your, uh, you know, I don't know, fandoms of things or your, your, your passions and, or if it's just, um, life gets a hold of things or, or what you were reading starts to taper off a little bit and you didn't realize there was other, uh, uh, you know, outlets for this stuff. I, I talked to a couple of people speaking of the person from Alaska I was talking to, he, uh, did the same thing, but it was just like, you know, high school got busy and all that stuff. And it wasn't cool, uh, to read comic books in high school. So a lot of people kick that gap. I took a gap, the same thing. I started <laughs> as a kid, had a little bit of a gap and then, you know, obviously really into it now. Uh, but yeah, and also the idea of, uh, you know, there's a lot of brighter, broader range of comic books nowadays than there were a, a number of years ago. And that includes Golden Rage as a um, a different book. <laughs> the solicitation of it to get me to read it, uh, I had to, I'm not convinced my comic book store owner, but he skipped over it, not on purpose, uh, but just like one of those things where he just lost it. And when I told him uh, that I wanted to place the order for it for FOC, he was... Uh, very mad at himself for missing that on the the order guide and, and so he ended up ordering and getting it for me uh, but after he read your guys' solicitation on uh, what golden rage is going to be he was like i need to get this book and, and, and we were both happy that we got the book oh yay that's awesome um yeah it's uh it, it, it it's really weird what you're just saying about that it not being cool yes i mean well we could we could come back to golden we can come back to that in the context of golden rage in a minute but that's definitely was like a factor i i remember i played loads of video games as well like on well the computers that there were when i was a, a young child but um that again i just i i didn't know anyone else who was sort of playing them comics who didn't know anyone else who was reading them and it just it just sort of there was it just gradually sort of dwindled away because I didn't really have anyone else to talk to and in like absolutely pre-internet pre like there was no if there if there was no one in your town doing it there yeah. was no one in your town doing it and that was the end of it so it's um yeah it's really interesting isn't it um yeah <laughs> I just wanted to add the cross and because video games I also I used to work yeah. on video games magazines as an adult so I also had that gap with video games where I then came back into games having played like Chucky Egg or weird like Frogger things and other mm. text adventures and other stuff and then coming back and this it, it's so it's so interesting coming into an art form as an adult like one of the first comics I read one of the first things that I read coming back in was understanding comics and I think that has like shaped the way that I re-entered the art form thinking about it so much more from a formal perspective than obviously I had done as a tiny as a tiny child (laughs) it's funny how you mentioned that video games too though is video games have become this more uh, culturally accepted thing that I have co-workers at my day job who just talk about, hey, let's go online and play video games and no one questions them. But when mm. I brought up that I have a, um, a trade paperback or, or a graphic novel club at my local comic book shop that I go to once a month, we read a book and we have like a book club, but based on graphic novels. 
And when I told him I was going to book club and like, oh, what'd you read? And the first book we read was Witches. And they were like, oh, a comic book club. And all they could picture of me is probably me playing with little action figures <laughs> and reading Superman comic books. And, and, you know, and I said, well, Witches is definitely not that because it was a very uh, dark and disturbing uh, comic book. Uh, but the idea that still when I mentioned to coworkers that I'm into comic books, they still kind of like, yeah, well, that's weird. But if someone were to bring up video games nowadays, no one has a question in the world about someone playing video games. It's not a, a obscure and weird thing for someone to be doing. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how the the kind of um, behemoth of the 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 sort of superhero movie industry how that's going to affect what you know the generations growing up now how they think about comics and I mean well there's a whole area of questions in that in that but um, I wonder what's that that's going to do to the perceived legitimacy of the comic mm. book yeah uh, but, but but stories like golden rage help help that uh, uh you know brought in the, the the you know my wife isn't into superhero comic books we show watch like uh the marvel cinematic universe uh movies in the theater with me because i like a passion for that and stuff and and uh you know more recently she's like oh what's that book you're reading or what's that book you're reading because first of all you know, Lauren, cover arts and artwork is obviously sells a book very well on the yeah. front of the cover. And so she sees that and she's interested in it. And I explain it to it. It's, it's a, you know, either post-apocalyptic or horror or whatever. And she's like, wait, what? There's no superheroes in it? And I'm like, no, this is like <laughs> one of my favorite books to read in the world are books that have mostly based in the real world with one mm -hmm. or two obscure things that make it so it's unrealistic in, in real life. So like, you know, you know, uh, Walking Dead. It, it, it's it's based in the real world, but then there's zombies, and so that kind of thing where it's like for a little bit you can read the book and go, oh, this could really happen, and then all of a sudden someone gets their neck eaten by a zombie. You're like, okay, that doesn't actually exist in real world, and she's really into that nowadays too. So that that you know, Golden Rage fits right into that category of it could be real with one small little thing that makes it so that okay, it's still a comic book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad she's getting into it. I'm when we've um, we've done a couple of signings and definitely had people coming up saying, oh, "I've I've never been in a comic book shop before. Like I saw this online or I saw this and it just oh, it really spoke to me like grandmas and oh, the comic about menopause. What and <laughs> just, or a comic that even uses the word menopause, but it, it's it's definitely it, it's it's reaching out to different yeah. people as well, which is really nice. I had a lot of mums um, coming and like, dragging their kids into the shops <laughs> to get the book and get it signed. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of Golden Rage and this stuff, is how did this team? So you have a it's the creative team is all female, right? I mean, the entire you're you're pretty much. I mean, like you're you know obviously writer, artist, color, letter editor, or women uh, uh, lead led team. How did this team of people get together? Um. Lauren, we uh, we connected just over Twitter. Yeah, uh, so yeah. I I saw Lauren posting her. I think it was. I can't remember the exact bits. It must have been some of the bits from Buffy. I'm guessing maybe, but it was some Possibly, bits from yeah. portfolio. Like exactly at the time that I was on the lookout to see if I could persuade someone to come on a grandma mm. romp, um, murder murder romp, murder romp, murder romp. Um, and I messaged her and she was into the idea and yep. um, yeah, from my point of view, it all, that's, that was as smooth and <laughs> as it was. Yeah. It went, but yeah. Um, 
yeah uh i was trying to think if there's anything else to add to that bit no then um sophie had the colorist mm -hmm. i'd already been working with on inside i was working with on insider arts which that shelly bond did that kickstarter to raise money for retailers at the start of the pandemic mm -hmm. and you know talked to lauren about sophie and we you know we we um we brought her in sophie brought shane in becca is becca is also someone that was um with the worked on insider art but we had a mutual i think it was she was she was actually recommended by another friend in comics at one point and we just perfectly hooked up and i feel so glad that we got becca because now mm. i feel like she's working on everything and, <laughs> and it's, it's it's really good to have got her um and then and again joe met um because in previously i've edited comics i but we wanted someone else to edit the comic and so i was just asking around for recommendations of editors that people had worked with and joe met's name came up and again we just got in touch and i think there's something really uh fun about the like uh battle royale golden girls elevator pitch that means people kind of go really mm -hmm. initially mm. like it's a nice it's people sort of lent in to the to the messages so yeah the team just kind of came together i feel like there should be a much better origin story that involves like knitting needles and like a battenberg cake or <laughs> <Yes>. something but... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's great though because it shows you mentioned earlier about not having the internet for things as a young kid to do do these like to look at things online or or you know lauren you mentioned about not having a comic book store in your in your town you mm -hmm. know with the internet the invention of the internet has allowed you either read digitally or order online uh in these rural, more rural areas that don't have comic book shops but also the internet and social media allows creators to connect with each other that maybe you never would have been able to connect with uh, uh due to twitter you were able to now have a partnership in this and make a book yeah. like golden rage whereas maybe you would never have had that opportunity if it wasn't for the internet yeah yeah definitely i mean i hate twitter but i owe yes. all of the work i've ever gotten through comics to twitter so <laughs> twitter is one of those ones where you, no one likes it but we all feel like we have to have it yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> But I think this cover also, the first cover of uh, Golden Rage number one also sold me on the, you mentioned the elevator pitch and then seeing a cover like that, and you're talking Golden Girls and you're seeing blood dripping from hands. You're like, you know, I got to read this. And then a big <laughs> benefit to me is the five issues. Like knowing it's a mini series to me is huge because if you give me an ongoing comic book and, and you give me issue number one and I like it, but am I going to commit to the entire series or not you have to really draw me in but even if i did like golden rage number one but even if i didn't like it i can commit to five issues uh because mm -hmm. i could say okay you know what usually a season premiere of a, of a tv show can be okay but maybe a couple episodes in is really when it catches its stride and so a five issue series makes me go yep or a mini series five six seven whatever it may be, may be uh, allows me to go i can commit to that many issues i can definitely commit to that many issues let's do it and go for it but luckily i read issue one and i wanted issue two right away so there was no problem with that <laughs> hooray <laughs> yes exactly it works right <laughs> you hook people in uh no it, it's that and, and like i said the, the, to me nowadays with the wide range of comic books that are out there uh being different is huge in my opinion uh and some people can be almost too different like go too far off the the, hmm. the, the bridge but um this is definitely just enough off to pull you in and get you hooked into something that's a little different uh, in the world of comics, for sure, Golden Rage. 
And definitely one of the concerns we had was that like the elevator pitch conjures different things for different people, right? Golden Girls is such a broad world and the bits that people like best about Battle Royale very, are very different. Right. And when you put the two together, it's it doesn't paint the same picture in everyone's heads, mm. you know? Um, and I think we were, oh, I don't I don't want to speak for Lauren. I think I was, you know, worried that maybe it would be too different to people's expectations from that one line. But I guess the point of that line is that it kind of hooks you in and then what you yeah. get, the actual story and the characters and the narrative that you have, mm -hmm. which hopefully is the thing that actually sells you. It's like, come into our murderous old lady pub, um, <laughs> but stay for the, you know, thoughtful funerals and the bit with the clowns um, <laughs> or something. Yeah, hopefully. It um, it, it, but you also didn't start the comic book out with a like they're sitting in a living room somewhere having tea. Um, but obviously they have tea. But I'm saying like they're not just in this like nice, pristine, you know, Golden mm -hmm. Girls style living room, and then all of a sudden you know shit hits the fan, and, and they're in this. You start in this world of of craziness, so it's not like. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's, it's not like this broad change from it's not the golden physically the golden girls in this story. It's the comparison that works well. Uh, but you guys executed it pretty well in that sense that I you didn't do this broad switch from really nice <laughs> joking around kind of uh, yeah. in the living room to uh, people murdering each other. It starts off that way. <laughs> yeah, there's something. Um, God, there's something so brutal about the idea of just imagining like someone coming in and trying to garrote Betty White. <laughs> you know, like it's too, it's too much. Like we definitely the tone we're going for has has a humor to it. And like in Lauren's art, you can you can see the point of view of the humor in so mm. many places. The way that you've the way that you composed stuff just to sort of like land where the funny bit is or to is is I think is really well done. Because yeah, tonally, it's still about characters and the relationships and the community. It's not actually just about the brutality of, mm -hmm. even though someone does get stabbed like with a knitting needle, I think on page two, right? Yes, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and strangled with a pit of tights as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like that's that's there. and But it's that's not, that's not the about that's like the context within which the story we're telling is happening i'm guessing lauren it wasn't on your list of uh checklist of things to do in your lifetime is to draw someone stabbing someone else with a knitting needle <laughs> no <laughs> but as soon as i was given the opportunity i jumped that i was like absolutely <laughs> you gotta do that i'm gonna knock guys... out some dentures as well yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys work? I mean, I, I, I had, I had a, a car accident a number of years ago, so I have dentures right now too. So I fit right in with the, the people. In the <laughs> um, no. Uh, how did you guys work together? Like, uh, do you, uh, Christy, do you write the story? And, and I know most comic book artists and uh, writers go back and forth on things, but is there times there's some imagery on that, that was 100% you Lauren and, and, and some of it was direction from Christy. How did you guys work together on that? Do you want to Either take one. this, Lauren? I feel like I'm talking loads. Um... Well, I like that because <laughs> I don't <laughs> like talking. <laughs> I think, well, Chrissy would just write the scripts. And, she wouldn't just write the scripts, but she would write the scripts and then we would look over them. And I would, I don't know, she didn't have too much like some writers can over direct 
in their descriptions and such, but there was none of that really with Chrissy. It was sort of like left to my interpretation, uh, which is, is better for me because if I get too detail-oriented, bogged down by that, I'll be stuck on that forever and not be able to picture a, a different way of showing a shot. Um, so, no, it was really, it was fine. It was good. <laughs> uh, I have a question actually before I forget. Who designed the logo? That was know? Becca. Becca. Becca? Okay, letter, yeah. I, I just, um, I, it took me a second. I'm a graphic designer by trade. So like, I love seeing the designs. Like I see that more. Yeah. I just read uh, We Ride Titans from Bolt comic books. And it was the trade paperback and the chapter artwork and the design of each chapter where the, you know, the, obviously it breaks up in the issues was excellent. And I said, something you don't get in a, uh, sometimes in a floppy comic book is because they don't have chapters. They have obviously covers. Yeah. Um, but I saw it. I didn't, it took me honestly until this week that I realized that the it's golden age and different font and the R is in more of a scratchy <laughs> font. And it was funny. I'm like, I should have noticed that from the beginning, but it took me a second to actually see that. And I love it. So oh. good job, Becca. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was that I think the logo was explicitly about like trying to get the feel of the Golden Girls, but doing something, doing something else more disruptive with mm. it. But that, I think that that idea that came like Becca showed us a few, but that that that's that is all Becca, and it's yeah. brilliant. Like, so much of the stuff on this project feels like it just came together quite easily. Like we've had mm. some things that we've gone back and forth over more, but I would I really feel like the majority of it has just gone really suspiciously like, well yeah, <laughs> yeah um everyone's got along really well like there's just felt like a really nice sort of team vibe and I don't know it's been yeah it's been it's been really cool everyone's everyone's brought their own sort of enthusiastic angles to it um which has been really nice, yeah. Which, yeah, which makes it you happy to actually do a, a project with someone when you can actually get along and, and everything mm. falls into place. Yeah. yeah. And I've uh, over the past I don't know year or so, two years, I've come to respect letterers a lot more. Like it, it seems like one of those positions in, in the comic book world that the fringe comic book readers might just be like, Ugh, they just put words in a bubble um yeah. but I, I listen to a number of podcasts uh they interview letterers on the podcast and the work that goes into it and, and, and the uh choice of where like they said the logo or where there's some booms and things like that just really um has spoken to me recently so uh that was another thing i said once i looked up and looked at the cover and say who was the letterist I was very happy with the way that this book turned out that way uh and then again like you mentioned the logo i was very happy with that because the reason I point out the logo too is I, I have this, my comic book store owner uh, in my local comic book store could tell you if he was on here. Um, I, I tend to uh, vent about some people's logos on their comic books <laughs> um, because you have some books that have such out, um, outrageously awesome artwork on the cover and you open the book up and the booklets, book's beautiful and the, and the story's great. And then you look at the cover and it looks like some 14 year old made it. In, mm. in high school and I, it just really bothers me i'm not going to call anybody out on that no one no one's going to be knowing what which books i'm talking about um but uh yeah it's something about as a designer like i said seeing that on a book it, it makes me really excited because uh, you know it makes the whole page the whole cover look beautiful <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> for sure ah 
the thing you said about letters i know it's a cliche of like the letters work is essentially invisible but like yeah. it, it's so true like all, all you have to do is see a page of bad lettering mm-hmm. to know how bad like it can go wrong and they like becca just makes it look so effortless and there's so many things that come back that i've forgotten which issue that she's um where she's like she's just really attentive to the actual page and the composition and the actual art what where actually are we threading uh balloon tails mm-hmm. you know behind around that like she's she's really meticulous and and yeah it just looks effortless which is the kind of m- magic of the the letter isn't it yeah so we've, we've gone in this, and I forgot I wanted to talk about this at the beginning uh, of talking about Golden Rage, but how did the story come about? <laughs> like, how did you get this in your minds uh, to make this comic book? Um, so this would be, this would be my crazy uh, brain worm. No, it's earworms, isn't it? Not brain worm. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> it, uh, I... It was after watching Mad Max Fury Road and spending time in the middle of the film where they go out to that that group of old women who are just badasses living in the desert. I just wanted to go to there, to them, to like, I wanted more time with them. I thought it was amazing to see, not just like, oh, a capable old woman, but like Mm -hmm. a whole like community of them en masse which we never really, really get to see, not really. Um, and I was surprised at just how emotional I felt watching it on screen. And, and it, but it wasn't something that had I, you know, I was expecting to, to react to, which is, and then it's like even sadder to have had such a big hit of emotion off that. Um, but yeah, so it was, that's really what sparked it, is just wanting to think about writing something that was a community of, of older women. And immediately, trying to think of ways to make it dramatic, but make it funny, make it interesting. Just what, what, how would you play around with that? And I've always loved Battle Royale since it came out and it just, that seemed like the natural kind of comparison point. So that's, that's yeah, so that's, that's where those things came together. And I mean, as soon as you talk about older women and something slightly lighter, Golden Girls is just there. It's, it's, yeah unavoidable this idea <laughs> of the, the protagonists you know as, a, as their own like unit or proto-family unit as we have in modern sitcoms like that's that's kind of all um you start there and it just felt like it it kind of just wrote it just organically took shape from from that without too much fretting I think <laughs> yeah yeah. And obviously, uh, when you heard this pitch of what the comic book was, Lauren, you you were jumped right on it, right? You were like, immediately, I yeah. want to do this project. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not every day you get asked to draw um, old ladies fighting. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, and obviously, the majority of the characters, uh, you know, uh, uh, you drew a bunch of women in the comic book. How did, yeah. Was it one of those things where you had to like, how do I make them all look different? Or did you guys have notes for that? Like, because there's so many different people that you have to draw in here. Uh, and, and, and was there anything specific you wanted to get into some of these characters? Um, I don't know if you had specific notes, Chrissy. Uh, you kind of would have some suggestions and references and that. Um, I knew that Rosie was supposed to be the tank, so I had to give her more physicality than mm. the others. Um, Lottie just gave me 
weird art teacher vibes so that's what I went with <laughs> with her uh, Caroline was the intellectual so uh, I don't know it was they all just came together quite organically like the script did I guess <laughs> no it's, it's that's awesome to hear I just think it's like I would I'm an artist but I'm more of a um I could do probably do cover art because it's one mm. thing uh, sequential art is probably never in my, you know, wheelhouse ever. Just you know, the same thing over and over again. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem like very happy for me. I want to get a project done and then move on to the next thing, not continuously yeah. doing it. But I, I hats off the people who, who are like you who can do that, which is, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, you know, as an artist and as a writer, is this, is comic book something you guys want to continue doing? Or is this something that like you, you want to get into something else? I know obviously Chris, you have poetry and other things that you're doing in editing comic books, but is there another comic book you would like to do at some point in the future? Uh, from my point of view, I definitely would love to keep doing more comics. Yeah. Um, uh, this has been such a positive experience and my brain's just kind of on fire with other ideas yeah. for stories and things now. So yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Lauren, you're... Yeah, <laughs> I would just keep doing that. Yeah, exa yeah exactly. <laughs> It's, it's a fun industry. And that's one of those things that, like I said, there, there's so much stuff going on. There's so many things that you could literally pitch a lot of things to a lot of people. And people are going to be like, yeah, someone hasn't done that yet. You should definitely do that. And was Image Comics the always the way to go with? It, was that the, the, the beginning always to go with Image? Uh, we approached Image first and they said yes. And <laughs> we said, yeah. <laughs> you said, wait, what? <laughs> really? Wait, yeah. hold on a second. You sure about that? It was. <laughs> it was take <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny isn't it because we worked on we worked on the sample pages and like I wrote the first script in full and it felt like we worked on it for ages and then like we emailed it in and I think I think I think didn't they reply like the next day I feel wow. like it was super super fast and it was just like oh, 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 holy shit now just, we have to do this yeah, yeah. now we have to make this thing <laughs> So it's, always, it's always the fun part when you hear like someone wants it you're like oh now we have to meet deadlines and then we have to actually do this thing. what if yeah. we can't do it <laughs> yeah but no we um, did we did yes, I can't we did. It's done. five issue five is almost out now it's yeah what know, just in december do. beginning of december will be out is that what i read online it's the funny thing about i've realized in the comic book industry is that you say a relative idea of when it's going to be out and then it comes out when it comes out <laughs> <laughs> but I think it says December 7th online, if I was correct about that, is issue five. Uh, issues one through four, um, hopefully, are not available at comic book shops because they've been all sold out. But if they are available <laughs> at your local comic book shop, grab them. And I'm guessing, obviously, uh, I'm, obviously, I'm guessing that this will one point be in a trade paperback. Is that the goal? Yeah, it should be. It's slated for the end of February at the moment. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. So maybe we'll read it in my book club. There you go. Right. Yeah. I always like reading books in book club that I've already read because then, it, <laughs> then I can read it again and You're get more expert. things out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of reading, are you guys reading anything in particular right now that you uh, want to say anything about? Uh, yeah, um, I've been reading, uh, to mention Shelley again, I've been reading Shelley's Filth and Grammar Editor's Handbook, which is like, it's it's mostly tips about editing, but there's also some fun comics of sort of like her experience as well. And there's some really interesting stuff in there about from the editor's perspective on comics, which I just, uh, yeah, I'm finding really interesting to read. Highly recommend. 
I am not using anything at the moment. I have too much. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I spend more time drawing comics than reading them. Um, I do have a pile of stuff I have to get to, but. One so day. it's funny, you know, you know, writing, reading comics isn't going to make you any money. Drawing them is going to make exactly. You some money. <laughs> if I'm not drawing, I'm not earning. <laughs> yes, uh, you'll read the comic books that you're drawing. There you go. That's the one you do. <laughs> one one comic book at a time, one page at a time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Golden Rage is one of those ones that I, I just, like I said, I had to pick up because I felt like the, you know, there's something to be said about the solicitation too. Is something about that 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 you know, Golden Girls Battle Royale thing that just draws you in. And, and maybe really want it and this is one of those things that i usually have to listen to my local comic book shop to say you need to read this and and this one i had to tell my local comic book shop because he just like i said it was his mistake he just missed it that i wanted <laughs> it so always my recommendation to anybody who listens to this is if you want something that's out there and you've heard about it tell your local comic book shop that you want it because there's a possibility that comic book shop should have missed it or whatever may have happened and make sure they get it so like if there's a comic book coming out in the future make sure you tell someone you want it because they can get it for you and bring it in uh and, and also if they did get it and you didn't know about it and they'd promote it to you maybe you should listen to them because <laughs> <laughs> you might get golden rage which would be very well worth it so everybody should read golden rage for sure um, <laughs> december 7th fifth issue comes out um and is there anything you mentioned comic book is there anything that you can say that you're working on now or is it oh, i don't ever put pressure on anybody on anybody to put anything out there that they're not supposed to talk about but uh is there anything you guys are talking about now or working on now personally can't say anything right now (laughs) um yeah watch the space i'm just kind of working on making it through the day at the moment so (laughs) that's about (laughs) it that's fine absolutely no um yeah i find this is this is like i said this is how easy it is on this podcast it's just talking about your guys's project and how awesome it was i you know I, I tend to reach out to some people. Some people reach out to me and I, I definitely wanted to reach out to you and talk to you uh, um, about this book because it was well worth it. And I'm excited to read issue five in December and maybe read the whole thing again. I've tended with these mini series like this too. I've always um, read issue one and then when issue two comes out, read it again and then issue two and then you know one, two. So by the time you get to the fifth issue, I've read one through four a number of times. So uh, I'm excited to read it again. And I read it over the weekend because I was talking to you guys. So um, it's very well worth it. Not to guys, you know, keep praising you uh, on this book. It's, it's a very good book. And I'm glad you guys were able to come on here and chat with me about Golden Rage. Um, and then you got both on Instagram and Twitter, you mentioned. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, no. mine is just my name, Christy Williams. Um, lots of person. photographs of cats on Instagram. <laughs> um, my Instagram is lalalalavia, and um, my Twitter uh, is og underscore lalalalauren. Yes. <laughs> See, Chrissy got lucky and got the actual name, and then you had yeah, to deal with I that. didn't get lucky. I didn't get lucky. I don't get lucky. I'm very lucky in being unlucky. <laughs> well, you got lucky with the golden rage. It went so smoothly, and everything's great. People love it. So, <laughs> but uh, thank you. And I'm sorry about the mix up on the time, but we'll, you know, it is what it is. And, and, and I'm glad. So keep up the good work. I'll be following you too on, on all the stuff you do. And I follow you on Instagram. So obviously we'll see things in the future. And maybe one of these days you guys will come back on and chat about what your next projects are here on Capes and Tights podcast. But until next time, I really appreciate you guys coming on and spending some time with me. Thank you. Thank you Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being so enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs>